How cold did it get there? Uh, let me check. Uh, well, you mean uh, you mean in New Jersey, right? Uh, it's oh, it's it's uh, twenty eight degrees Fahrenheit. Okay, right now, but like over the over the event, was there was the last week? There's like the oh the super cold, right? Uh, yes, but I don't really know because I because I have been sick inside. Uh, I don't really know how bad it got. I uh, I know I looked at my phone when we came back from Vietnam, I think, and it was like like six degrees Fahrenheit or something like that. Mm. Uh, but I think we came back before it was at the worst, so I'm I'm not really sure to be honest. Gotcha. How cold? How cold did it get for you? Um, I I guess I don't know the actual. What do, you, what do you call it? The nominal temperature, but like unaf- yeah. un- unaffected by you know, wind, the chill. wind chill. Yeah. The wind chill got down to negative 37. Oh, wow. If not lower. Uh, it was, it was definitely beyond the uh, threshold where the dogs could like stand in the snow at all um, without putting boots on them. Um, oh, if, if they just, if they were, just, they were just standing there and they would like, uh, like lay down and just try to try to get their their paws up off the ground um or like they would you know s- try to sit on my foot kind of thing felt really bad for them it was a cu- that was oh. a rough couple of days oh yeah that sucks yeah yeah when we, when uh, we were in, we're good now yeah when when we were in uh vietnam uh shelly kept getting into conversations with uh people and trying to explain the temperature in New Jersey to them, and, but kept, you know, we don't know Celsius, but like I was trying to continue to remind her, like, you don't have to know, you don't, you only have to know one number in Celsius for what you're trying to tell them, which is zero, you know, she was trying to tell them freezing. I was like, it's, it's, I kept having to remind her, like, it's just zero <laughs> and she'd be like well yeah but what's the specific thing and I, i'd say i don't know just tell them it's zero it's below zero <laughs> you don't even have to say a number you can just say it's below freezing <laughs> or or whatever but uh uh yeah how I don't does know cold af translate to uh celsius i don't know i just say we just said i mean to to like everybody there who we're talking to about celsius stuff like they they're not used to it being freezing anyway so like you tell them it's below 0 and it's like you know they've never been below 0 so yeah yeah don't know any other numbers though when when i know like uh celsius people will be like oh oh it's it's 30 degrees today and i know that that's hot cuz i worked with someone once and she she would talk about it being like 30 degrees out in new york and i'd be like oh yeah it's 90 degrees or something today i don't know 100 degrees whatever but uh yeah i gotta say fahrenheit makes a lot more sense it really does i've come around on fahrenheit over the years to to liking it or yeah like yeah learning about celsius in like fourth grade or whatever or the metric system generally generally and i'm kind of like oh this is this this all seem this this kind of sounds like it makes more sense everything's on 10 or whatever and like yeah okay yeah freezing is zero boiling is 100 that yeah. kind of makes sense but then as i as i've have aged and become wiser no longer a child's brain i have uh come around on fahrenheit 
that can make sense. Yeah, I agree. So too zero freezing, one hundred boiling. Wow, super useful if I was water, but I'm not. I'm That's right. Human, I'm human. I would like to know where it's hot for me and where it's cold for me. And zero, very cold for a human. One hundred Fahrenheit, very hot for a human. Yeah, that makes more yeah. sense. Zero. That that's that's pretty much. I'm gonna call that. That's that's the that's the uh, that's the threshold for too cold as a human and hundred threshold for too hot as a human. Yeah. Yep. And we hit all of those things too. You know, like if you live in a yes place like we do, like like yeah, most of the time we're spending our lives in sort of like the like sixties or seventies, whatever. That's that's fine. Like indoors and. Again? indoors yeah or i mean outdoors in some places but yeah like indoors a lot of people are spending their time 60s and 70s we don't need like equal amount of uh of degrees that we're going to achieve above that uh because we doesn't really get much hotter than 100 most of the time most of the time it doesn't even get to 100 but like you're not really getting past 100 uh but in the winter it definitely gets down to below water freezing below 32 and it'll get down to zero makes sense i think I think a lot of humans yeah. spend their time in uh, probably the the vast majority of humans spend the vast majority of their time between zero and a hundred uh, yes. Fahrenheit. Yeah, I think that's pretty safe to say. Yeah, Celsius confusing too many too many degrees. And I'm trying to do I, I hate I doing that Celsius has in, to be true indoors. for Celsius as well though. <laughs> uh, no, but would... people no because there's a lot of people spending time below freezing i mean there's people who live but most people are going to be spending life above and above freezing temperatures people just hang out below freezing temperatures uh well in the winter oh i see what you're talking about inside or outside you don't just both both but imagine like inuit people they're spending time freezing you know i don't okay yes (laughs) i don't think the world is mostly them though (laughs) No, but I'm saying my thing counts. That okay, yeah, but my yeah, the Fahrenheit accounts for more. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Celsius owned. It's a weak most people. Yeah. Yeah. Are, so, are I mean, the Celsius people who use is, Celsius? Do we call them cell cells? Yeah. Should. Yeah. Celsius. Celsius folks. Yeah. Yeah. This this podcast brought to you by Fahrenheit gang. We we love this. Wouldn't it be the opposite though? Because. Cell cells mean stands for Celsius celibates. Yeah, they're ce- they're celibate be- because they're. I think that, they're I think using they're, Celsius. They're, they're vol. They're they're just vol cells. They're voluntary Celsiites. Celsiuses. They 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 get no bitches because they refuse to use the right temperature. If they only yeah. use the right temperature, that problem. I hate. Improve. I hate. Hey, being in a in in a hotel room or whatever, and they're trying to use Celsius, or you know whatever at an Airbnb, any of those type of things, and it's got a Celsius, because you're like moving two degrees. Those things, I mean, it's got less of uh, you know, uh, what's the right word? Um, granularity, I suppose. If you're trying to change the indoor temperature, what is even the? I I I don't know what it is, but I did look it up and realized like, oh yeah, you can't hit. Like I think, like a lot of uh, a lot of American people, you you've got your house set to maybe like seventy two degrees or something like that, right? Seventy degrees, numbers like that. And then if you're doing that in Celsius, you're not going to end up with that that sweet, you know, 
one of your your sweet Fahrenheit numbers because it's actually going to be something uh, like a half degree off or or whatever if you do it in Celsius and you're switching. Between oh, they do. Like, do they do half? Do they have to get into the the decimals on Celsius? No, 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 no. That but that's what I mean. Like if you're on if you're using like a, you're in a house and they've got a thermostat right and it's uh, set to Celsius, they're just going to let you change it between whole numbers in Celsius. But if you convert those whole numbers to degrees in Fahrenheit, you know, you go between like, uh, I, I don't know the exact number, but I'm going to, I'm going to guess. And I think this is pretty close. You go between like, uh, 23 degrees Celsius. And that'll be like, uh, like 72 and a half degrees Fahrenheit. And then you go down to like, uh, 22 degrees Celsius. And that'll be like, uh, 70, 0.75 degrees Fahrenheit or something like that, you know? And that yes, sucks. Because if you're an American and you're in that situation, you're like, damn, this is like a half degree off, a quarter degree off from what I really want because I'm used gotcha. to my whole degrees in Fahrenheit. Okay. Don't yeah. don't anybody fact check any of that. I, know I think you were pretty close. 70 heart. degrees Fahrenheit is 21.1 degrees Celsius. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That was the temperature segment. Temp, temp, temperature. How was check. Vietnam? Uh, it was good. Uh, it was, yeah, it was good. Like I, I do. Uh, we've alluded to it. I'll, I'll announce it publicly now. I'll reannounce it publicly. Uh, I have. Uh, I have the COVID nineteen virus currently, mm-hmm. but I didn't seem to get it until. Well, I didn't test positive for it whatever i don't know exactly what happened but until i got home uh so i basically had a a good a good trip uh free of being sick which was nice uh, so yeah it was uh it was fun i liked it a lot i sent uh, i sent you a couple pictures i think uh and uh i think vietnam vietnam is a good place to take a picture and send to uh send to you or to my dad uh, there's lots of those kind of places. There's lots of places in Vietnam that are like a good place to send a picture to your dad, which is not a, a thing I ever do on my other, other, other trips. I would say, you know, you're not like going, you're not going to go to like a, I'm not going to go to like a beach and go like scuba diving and then be like, Hey dad, take a look hey, at this dad, picture. Here's the, but the I, beach. Yeah. But in Vietnam, I'll go to the, you know, uh, colloquially known as the, uh, the Hanoi Hilton. Uh, prison and be like hey dad check it out i'm at the hanoi hilton and then he sends back a response big thumbs up (laughs) whatever you know (laughs) very cool uh yeah i so i I liked it a lot uh there's a lot of uh a lot of interesting stuff there people are uh people are very nice uh and the food is very good so i would say those are the three three things i i look for on a vacation nice uh nice people uh, good food, uh, interesting stuff. So yeah, yeah. You ate it, something called the Obama. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did have that. It was it's very very good. Um, uh, yeah, I didn't realize that people called it that until I got there, and I think that people, I mean, I guess like they do call it that because people kept calling it that. I don't think anybody would. I imagine people wouldn't call it on their own, but maybe they also do do that. There's no like uh, shame involved in doing so, but yeah, they call uh, they call Buncha uh, the Obama because it's 
the thing that he apparently ordered on the Parts Unknown episode uh, he did with <laughs> Anthony Bourdain. Yeah. But I, oh yeah, yeah, I, I told you that because I told you like, it pains me to tell you that uh, he, he picked a good one. I hadn't had it before. You got that one right, like, did he? It is really good. Yeah, it's very good. It's like, uh, this is a bad description. Somebody, somebody called it this, but now it's like stuck in my head at this. Maybe it's not, I don't know, maybe it's not a bad description, but uh, it's not what I would think of if somebody just said this to me before I had had it. Somebody called it uh, uh, fried pho, but I don't think, I don't know, maybe maybe you could call it that. It, it just, just, it's, I guess, a kind of, of pho, but it has like very uh, distinctive uh, like uh, meat meatball things in it that I, I guess are, I guess are fried. I don't know. Anyway. It was very good. It was fun, uh, fun, fun thing to to do. Uh, definitely, uh, this is somebody. Somebody said this to me too. I guess it's kind of like a, a thing you, you like in the back of your, or maybe not like in the back of your mind, but you kind of like assume. But like also, I kind of assumed that like uh, it wouldn't be. Uh, well, let me uh, let me just say the, say the thing. Somebody said at one point. Actually, multiple people said this. Uh, they're like, oh yeah, Vietnam's a, a country that's very defined by, uh, war, uh, which, you know, uh, like that makes sense. But I think like, uh, going, why, like, what I, happened? Well, yeah. I mean like people, people like going, I, I knew like the American Vietnam war would, you know, I know like that's a sure. def- defining thing. And I knew about, uh, you know, like colonialism before that to an extent, but like, uh, yeah, like um, somebody made a good point, and you know, I, like we went to lots of museums and stuff like that. So you see it like over and over again. They're like, yeah, basically, basically since Vietnam has like ever existed, like they were in like like hundreds or thousands of years of war with China, and then they were under French colonialism for like let's say like a hundred years or or something like that, um, and then they were at war with like the u.s for like two decades or something like that too so uh and like all of that basically brings you up to the you know something relatively close to the present now uh all things considered uh so yeah there's a lot of uh a lot of war history from those three you know broad broadly three different uh uh sets of warring times yeah man everyone getting a piece of vietnam yeah jeez yeah like we went to uh, th- this was my favorite place i called it like the Hanoi hilton before but like i guess the more like a uh, formal name is maison central that's the the prison that you hear about a lot like in uh american war history stuff it's the place where uh they took uh, a lot of american prisoners of war including very notably uh, and they had pictures of him on the wall. Uh, John McCain. Uh, yeah. Um, but like, uh, so so that was that was like that was a great. That was I a great gotta hand to go it to, to him. <laughs> the Obama fuzz really good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they uh, that was a that was a great like uh, great museum thing. Uh, and I knew about it from like the perspective of being used in like the uh, the I don't know American Vietnam War, but uh, 
like uh it was also like like that place was like built by uh like the the french and they used it for uh like uh political prisoners like vietnamese political prisoners during you know colonialism and it was really like a a barbaric uh place much more so uh back then but uh anyway yeah so yeah it was it was, it was good there are lots of uh lots of places like uh like that we went to um went to this place called like the chuchi tunnels um which are like the uh the underground tunnel systems that they use during the uh, you know american vietnam war um to you know get around and fight and all that kind of uh, stuff and and hide and whatnot that was pretty cool um yeah so yeah it was cool we went to hanoi which is in the north and then we went to ho chi minh city which is in uh the south aka uh saigon so that was cool oh yeah i sent you this was this was my other like big uh dad style picture i think i'm still confused about it i think i might have been been wrong but i'm gonna say it anyway it, just because it was they kind of had confusing information on it uh we went to this place called the uh um the reunification palace which was like the uh you know south vietnamese uh government slash u.s government headquarters during the war um and we went on to the roof and i t- i sent you i think a picture of the the roof and i said that uh as I understand it, and this is this is the part that might be wrong. As I understand it, this is the the roof from uh you know the the famous pictures like the like the the last helicopter out of Saigon pictures you know where you see the people lined up like getting onto a helicopter or whatever at the end of the war. Uh, so I thought that was pretty cool too. Nice. Uh, I want to hear about the coronavirus experience. Oh sure. Here and uh, you mean just in general or to do? Yeah, I've he- been hearing a lot about it, and I uh, am curious what's going on. <laughs> oh, then. okay. Uh, I don't know. It's just kind of sucks. It's like uh, I guess it does kind of match what I've heard a lot of people say, or at least like vaccinated uh, uh, people say, which is that like uh, I don't know. Like it's not. Uh, I I think like all things considered, it's not like that bad. I, I don't think in any of like the worst moments of it, like it's hard for me to say that there even has been like a worst moment of it because it, it's never really risen to that level, but it's been like a pretty constant, uh, feeling bad, feeling like moderately bad. Um, but I think, uh, uh, a lot of this for me has probably been complicated by, or now complicated by and also like become conflated with just not uh the the general not feeling well uh feeling of traveling home yeah uh like doing a long haul flight technically like two long haul flights because like uh we flew back from ho chi minh city which i will i'm sorry it's just side note i will also say that's the furthest uh i realized that's the furthest south i've ever been it's further south than i had been in uh in india and i've never been to the southern hemisphere so i'm getting I'm getting closer to the equator, but, uh, um, anyway, it was like a, I think a six hour flight from Ho Chi Minh city to Seoul. And then from Seoul to New York is maybe like 14 hours, 14 and a half hours, something like that. Um, 
and we had like a five hour layover in Seoul. Uh, so yeah, and you know, we go to the, you go to the airport a little bit earlier, and then also we flew back to JFK instead of EWR, so with Newark. So then we had like another like hour and a half in the car. So it was like more than a full day's worth of more than like 24 hours worth of of travel. Um yeah. Uh so it was a long a long trip while you have covid. Mo- yeah, I guess most like like I did not feel I didn't really feel uh I I didn't think that I had covid um or was sick. Like in retrospect I probably should have uh, maybe suspected that something more was was up, but I didn't really, f- I didn't feel sick or have any uh, suspicion of it until I got home. Um, but yeah, I just it felt bad. Uh, I I I maybe have a little, maybe a little bit of a uh, uh, what's the what's the word? Uh, mea a mea culpa? Maybe it's not a mea culpa, but uh, I know just a couple weeks ago on. This very podcast, we talked about uh, emer- uh, the feeling of needing to go to the bathroom on an emergency or whatever. Wow, and, uh, that didn't that didn't quite happen. Uh, but uh, I like when I was on the plane, I uh, I always have like my uh, my intestines always are moving around on the plane <laughs> i don't know how to put it other than that like uh like the the pressure uh the pressure change i feel like i'm always i'm always feeling it like i get that uh that uh feeling of uh like st- st- stuff uh i don't know moving around or compacting or whatever in my my stomach anyway i i uh th- this is maybe maybe fast forward like uh 90 minutes from now if you don't want to hear uh, <laughs> gross stuff um if you loved but, the first half of the podcast yeah <laughs> sorry yeah, no yeah uh i like uh i i kept myself from uh farting like a, a bunch uh and you just uh, gotta you just gotta fart man i know but i i, I just didn't i think and i think it's because maybe like subconsciously i knew i was sick i don't know i don't even i guess i don't even remember what i thought at the time but uh i i kept myself uh from from doing it uh and like probably more than 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 usual on the plane and then we got this uh this uh car you know ride this uber home from jfk which is you know out in brooklyn all the way home uh to you know central new jersey basically so like a 90 minute car ride or something like that and I was like really uh, refraining from farting, I guess, in this in this guy's car. And then I got home, and I, I whatever went to the bathroom, that kind of stuff. And I realized like my body, even Shelly said like my body looked bloated. Like I had like I looked at myself. I took off my shirt at one point. I looked in the mirror, and I realized like I've got like a toddler belly of like gas in my in my stomach. Oh my or so uh, well, you took off your your clothes before you went to the bathroom no no this is like after i went to the bathroom uh but you were still filled with gas oh yeah yeah big big time and like for like another day or so basically uh i i just like was all b- b- bloated or something i don't know it's very gotcha very, i have very, been in a situation where anyway i run into I, the bathroom and need to completely rem- 
remove all clothing in preparation for what I'm about to do. <laughs> oh yeah. No, it wasn't uh it wasn't quite that, but yeah. I I I did I don't know if that made any sense uh with the preface that I gave it, but in my mind during this period of being like uh bloated and then thinking back and thinking like this is probably because I just didn't fart or something like that. I I I did think to myself multiple times. I probably uh I probably owe Will an apology somehow uh, related to this uh, <laughs> because a couple weeks ago I said that well, all that stuff about never needing to go to the bathroom in an emergent having an emergency or whatever, not knowing that yeah. uh, feeling seems related somehow. So anyway, I feel like that can be so, dangerous to ju- to not fart. Prob yeah, probably it like it, it was hard to do afterward. Like when I got home, I couldn't just like you know do it. I couldn't just right. like go to the bathroom very easy. Uh, yeah, I don't know what that, I don't know, like biologically what had, had happened, but yeah, my, my mental model of it is that I just like, I prevented myself from going to the bathroom for so long that like everything had just like moved back up my, uh, yeah. digestive tract or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that sucked. So that kind of like, gave, that probably was like a bad way to start, uh, being sick and then, uh, and then I ended up doing like a rapid test, like about the same, the end of the farting story, which is not the end of the, the farting thing, but like, uh, right then I'm probably standing there with my shirt off looking at this toddler belly thing. And then Shelly's like, we should do some tests. And what do you she mean toddler belly? Toddler belly is a word that I learned when I was in like uh, high school. And I've always used now to describe like, uh, if you like look at someone like, particularly like uh it, you it like resembles the belly of a toddler you know when you're at that age i mean you still got like like that extra yes, kind of like fat that, on you and you're not like a, it's it's like a it's a distinctive look from just like having like a belly you know like a man like like me or whatever at this point if, if, if i have a belly if i gain weight or something you gain it like around your like your waist or whatever, and you gain it on to like the side, your, your sides and all of that kind of stuff, right? Sides or maybe your back a little bit, whatever. Like a toddler carries belly, like carries like belly fat, like higher up on the belly. And it's just like, just like otherwise like a healthy, whatever lean body, but then they just have like this, I don't know, belly. And it's like higher on the belly. Just like you okay. would draw a picture. You're like, oh, draw a picture of Santa Claus. And it's just kind of protruding a little bit. I don't know. Okay. I, I like the I like using the term. I don't know why, but I don't yeah. it, that I, it creeps me <laughs> out. That's creepy to me. Maybe I'm wrong here. <laughs> Toddler belly is creepy? Oh okay. yeah. Well that's not good because I like saying it because I in, in my mind it seems like a cute little euphemism for I don't know. Saying my my stomach was big and full of gas <laughs> santa belly that santa yeah but santa i don't know Even santa belly could be is kind of weird belly oh yeah sorry mm. dude okay whatever well i'm not saying this to i don't know i'm saying this in a story okay it's like a it's a it's a you know literary it's a literary term it's it's uh <laughs> i'm being co- color colorful with my language okay whatever. all right all right uh i don't call my st- stomach a belly to my doctor my belly hurts oh my okay. belly's i got covid uh anyway you don't it seems uh, like you would do that okay no i don't say that to the doctor uh i say it to myself in the mirror i look at myself in the mirror and i i hold my, my stomach belly. and i say oh 
I got COVID. I need to, I should have farted on the plane. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, so yeah, anyway, so that was a bad way to start. And then I, we, I, I took the test. Shelly took her test and she's like, no, I don't have, I don't have it. And then uh, I took mine and it was like, I'm like reading the instruct. I was like doing all the stuff and reading the instructions. And it says like, oh, and then you drop little four little droplets on and then set a timer for 15 minutes. And then I like, as I'm setting the timer, like my thing just like, I dropped the things on and then it like immediately showed up like positive. And I was like, okay, I think this is broken. <laughs> like it says you have to wait 15 minutes. And so I did another one and then it's just like immediately positive again. And I was like, oh, okay, something's <laughs> going on here. I'm going to, I'm going to go, go upstairs and quarantine. I don't feel very well, but like that can't be right. How do you know so fast? You're not supposed to know so fast. <laughs> uh, this is it's like a little insulting. You should have let me wait at least fifteen minutes. You don't have to tell me now. Uh, but anyway, so I did that, and I've taken more tests since. It just uh, I've like it was. I think the worst it felt was uh, probably the first. Actually, that first night, just a couple hours later, like I woke up uh, like freezing, um, but then also realized like I was soaked in sweat and had like sweat through all of my sheets and, and that kind of stuff. And so I felt bad. And after that, it was just kind of like this, uh, it was like a cycle of, uh, symptoms. It was kind of weird. Like, um, I never really had more than two things happening to me at once. And a lot of the time it was just like one thing happening to me at once, which was weird because I ca- that made me like think at the time like that I was getting better. But like, uh, you know, like I'd, I'd sweat through the sheets and be really cold. Okay, so that's like one thing. And then that would go away and then I'd have a really bad headache or whatever. And then that would go away and then I'd just have like a, a sore throat. And then at one point like that went away and all I had left was like a really stuffed uh uh, nose, like very congested nose or runny nose or whatever. Um, and then like that would go away and then the cold and sweats would come back or, or whatever. So, um, I think I'm probably forgetting some other symptoms, but yeah, that's kind of how it's, uh, how it's gone. Like today I feel the best that I've felt. Um, but I have like, uh, I have a bit of a cough and my throat is a lot more sore than it's ever been. Um, so yeah, who knows? Kind of stinks. Like I, I took a, but I guess it is probably ideal timing how all of this worked out. Like I'm happy above all that at least we got to do our, um, vacation and not really be sick, uh, during it. Um, uh, but like I, 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 I took time off specifically so that like my, uh, my vacation time ended on, um, uh, my last day was on Thursday and then we had Friday and today off from work. So that's like four extra days. Uh, and I thought I would use that time to, you know, like do the holiday stuff and, and just relax a little bit more. But instead I've just been, uh, I've just been isolated the whole time. And I guess the, the the most I'm hoping for at this point is to just wake up and be uh healthy uh t- tomorrow, which I don't know if that'll be the case or not. But uh uh yeah. So I'm a, I'm a little sad I didn't get to like uh do a little more normal relaxing, I suppose, at the end of the trip. But uh it's yeah. fine. Yeah. You know, it's it's 
kind of funny to get not fun, I don't know. Funny is the wrong word, but I'll say it anyway. It's funny to get COVID. Uh, yeah, I guess two, three years into the the pandemic, I guess. Where yeah, I mean, I feel like what one percent of uh Americans haven't gotten it yet. You know, like yeah, um, where. No one's gonna listen to your story. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Know, if, if, and so I, I want to provide that space because yeah. yeah. But like, what? What? I actually did see what? 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 Uh, some st- statistic going around of how many people have yet to get COVID. You know, did and it, and it was like it wasn't one percent, but it was uh, one in six or something, or maybe even even lower. And I remember like at the beginning of it all, uh, like if someone were to get it in those first couple months you know everybody was like oh my god what what, i'm so sorry how did you get it blah 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 and then um now it's like you haven't gotten it what's wrong with you oh yeah 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 but now you can now you can be like everybody else welcome to the the club i guess i guess so yeah like there's no way I haven't gotten it. I don't think. I mean that isn't the case. Like there's plenty of ways I couldn't have gotten it. But like it seems unlikely that I haven't gotten it. Um. Uh. Just based based on like my behavior. I'm not going crazy. I'm not being irresponsible. I don't think. But uh, you know, I've taken some calculated risks um this year especially, and I. And I, I mean, every, every time like we get back from like a trip or whatever, like a wedding or something like that, I, you know, Zoe and I take tests and we're like this, I mean, this, this has to be it, you know, this, this is the time. And then, and so far we have not tested positive, but I don't know, maybe we're the kinds of people were like, you, we did get in, just never knew that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. I guess it's possible. Uh, you can get it twice though too. So, I mean, I think right. right. Yeah. So, who knows? Somebody was telling us to. Well, uh, this was this was a doctor that uh, telehealth doctor person, whatever that saw uh, me, um, was telling us that uh, she's seen a lot of people come back from uh, like uh, Asia in the last uh, like couple days who have uh gotten it and uh um i don't know hmm. so i i guess uh uh you people whatever people probably get it abroad but i think uh the point was from something she's some paper or something she was uh reading like it seems like there continue to be like a new variants or whatever they call them so i'm sure and they just kind of keep stop coming at you in different ways us that stuff right like they kind of turned off yeah the- they're like, eh, like, let's just yeah. shut it down. Yeah, which is stupid. Yeah. Yes. But, I mean, they really, like, you can't, uh, sh- shouldn't lose sight of the fact that the, the U.S. has done a terrible job with with all of this. Like, yes. Uh, tra- I mean, yeah, like, traveling was, like, a good reminder. Again, like, I went, you know, you go to other places and, like, things are, things are back uh, everywhere, I, I, I noticed. But, like abroad people really are at least like where i went you know people are uh just a lot better prepared and like take it a lot more 
seriously as a whole, you know? Like, the fact that you can go some places in the U.S., like, when when we visited my parents this summer, and, like, nobody can even, like, considers wearing a mask. Yeah. Um, and, it, and whatever, like, I, like the, the vaccine numbers kind of, like, follow that uh, as well of, like, probably a lot of those people didn't get a vaccine or whatever either. Versus, like, uh, like when we went to Vietnam, you know, like, yeah, like, I saw there were people without masks, like, outside or whatever, but, like, in, in, I don't know how to say it other than, like, I don't, like, didn't encounter anywhere near as, like, many uh, situations as I do in the U.S. where, like, you just, like, like, I was never just, like, going somewhere and, like, being inside somewhere and somebody didn't have a mask, you know, like, you don't walk into, like, a, like, you walk into a convenience store everybody like everybody who walks in there puts on their mask too or whatever everybody working on the counter does it as well if i'm at the airport everybody had like a mask on uh when i'm on the plane like everybody had a mask on you know that kind of stuff and then like uh as soon as it got like to like seoul and i got like back on a a a plane headed for the u.s and i start seeing other like uh, obviously like there's going to be a lot of American people, but like you start seeing like white American, like white American people and like they don't have the mask on or like they have it under their nose or, or whatever, or it's just on their chin or that kind of stuff. And, and uh, they're walking all over and talking close to people. I, I don't know. I guess it's just uh maybe some of it is just uh stuff that I'm picking up on. That's like signal out of, uh out of noise. And I'm, just wanting to be annoyed by certain things but i think uh uh yeah whatever there's just like never was the culture for people uh like caring here and uh just like the kind of uh structure of it and uh and society is a lot different um like they still had good you know they had good information good like signs and and whatnot reminding you to put on Reminding you to be careful and reminding you about COVID when I was uh, uh, traveling. And then, you know, if you just walk around a suburban place in the U.S., uh, if you just, like, came back from a, a mission to Mars or something like that and missed the last couple of years, you wouldn't have any idea that there's anything that's changed at all because most people yeah. are just kind you of... You would you see just, the uh, stickers on the floor at the grocery store that say, stand you know, six feet apart from each other and like the arrows, but, uh, you'd be like, why is everybody ignoring these? Yeah. Yeah. You would see the, like one person at Walmart that's wearing a mask and you'd think, oh, that's interesting. Why is somebody wearing a mask in, in the U S you know? Yeah. Did it, did it, did the, the, is the, the Japanese thing finally catching on where people wear a mask in the winter to protect from the flu? Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of nice though that, uh, I, I, I do think on that last note, I do think I am kind of happy that, uh, I I feel like the have like continuing to wear a mask has become, uh, acceptable at the least. I don't know who is, uh, uh, is triggered about it on the, the inside or whatever. Uh, and who's, you know, like, so like who's secretly mad, that they see me walking around uh, in their store with one on, but uh, I th- I feel know that, like 
there are those people. Oh, I, yeah, I I know yeah. that there there are, but they seem to keep uh keep quiet for the most part. Even when I've done it in whatever the Midwest, I, I don't know. I don't know what I would even imagine would uh, what they would do. Those people tend to just get angry in their mind and never actually do anything anyway. But um, uh, I am happy that I think like uh, it, it seems like it's uh socially acceptable to like continue to wear it now, which is is nice because uh you know i guess uh this is doesn't really make a lot of sense that i'm saying it now that you know when i'm when i'm sick but uh, i do feel like wearing a mask has been a yeah good good help over the last couple years of like never having you know picked up a cold or gotten like Uh another uh, like a flu or anything like that like i really have a i mean you know even considering me being sick now like i've been this is the one time i've been sick in like the uh, of like a preventable thing like this in the last, uh, you know, three, uh, three years or whatever now. Um, and I think a lot of that's, uh, attributable to better, like, uh, better hygiene, but especially just like being able to wear a mask, you know, kind of have the barrier in public between myself and, and other people. So I like to continue to, to do it. And I think it's got other benefits too. Like, I don't know. I do like, being able to kind of cover up in front, <laughs> cover cover up in front of other people, and uh, stick stick my tongue out at people. Nice. It's uh, it's warmer too in the winter. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Do you yeah, wear what kind of mask? What kind of mask do you wear? I'm just curious. Uh, KN95, I believe. Oh, nice. Yeah, same. That's the way to go. That's what Shelley's had us do since the very beginning. I like the. I like the KN95 ones, how they, uh, you know, they're away from your face. I like the shape yeah. of them. It's a good. I agree. Yep. It's a pretty comfortable you're... mask. What, um, what, yeah. uh, what, what, what color do you wear? Uh, there's, Zoe bought like a variety pack. I just oh. grab whatever. I mostly would just wear black. Oh yeah. Yeah. I wear the black, black ones. Yeah. Nice. Sometimes, a, sometimes a white one. If I got to match it with something but mostly oh, just a black i i'm not I've, I've not thought about it as like you're gonna be you not i'm gonna knock your socks off with this i haven't thought of it as a fashion thing uh, <laughs> yeah. i barely think of any i don't think of <laughs> any of my clothes as a fashion thing though so it doesn't really mean much but yeah uh no i just kind of grab whatever's there just big big stack of black masks is uh by the keys so that's what i'll go mm. with nice yeah um I want to. I want to. I want to quick uh, jump into movie corner because. Oh yeah. Uh, I def. I. I. I finally caught up, and watched a movie I know you've seen. So maybe we can talk about it a little bit here. But, yeah. Um. I. I. I read your letterbox review. I know what you're gonna say. Yeah. Uh, we watched Elvis. Um, yeah. The other night. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and it was great. Really, really, really liked it. Um. I didn't know if I was going to end up liking it or really being really bouncing off of it. Um, I think that that is kind of the Elvis experience maybe, but uh, I, I, no, nothing could have prepared me for Tom Hanks <laughs> in that movie. Um, <laughs> I, I like it. So Zoe and I have just been talking for days about like, what was up with that? Um, <laughs> and you know, I guess my theory on that is because uh, it's like it's it's really distracting. 
It like like I'm completely going on. I'm, I'm completely in on the movie, and even though I'm like I, I you know completely surrender to the current of the movie, which is a, has a very strong pull. Like Tom Cruise as the Colonel is just complete. It is uh, still an obstacle every time that he is talking or on screen or doing anything. It's crazy, and uh, you know I, the the conversation that we've been having. I think I've come around to this because like we 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 looked up like what did this dude actually look like and we're like it, it wasn't like th- this guy was just like the spitting image of tom hanks that we just had to have it was just like you know it was going to be perfect it was always going to be it had to be tom hanks and like you could have a more you could definitely have had more of a character actor as the colonel like you could have gotten like peter stormare or um zoe suggested alfred molina uh as a colonel, and I think both have been good there. But I think the reason my like the the, the whole and, and not even just like the casting of it, uh, like the decision to have the colonel be like the sort of narrate the the narrator and mm-hmm. like are you're it's kind of being told from his perspective. If you could can say that, I don't know. It doesn't. It, it it's not strictly that either. My guess is that um having not not a ton of familiarity with the real facts of the case but if uh, if, if facts of the case as presented in the movie uh put it down and uh the colonel is like well he's just like a a the a bad guy he's just he's he's, yeah. he's bad unambiguously bad and um that could be the and, and if you get like an actor who maybe close more closely resembled the man himself uh like someone who's more of a character actor who like maybe looks a little bit more naturally evil or something like that's going to even be uh the case too uh, or strong, stronger that you're just like oh this guy's just evil and so the casting of tom hanks i think was deliberate of like tom hanks famously like the world's most liked person or whatever like, he's, he's he's so likable we're gonna put the world's most likable man into this role uh, and we're going to kind of tell it from his perspective or like have like give some sort of interiority. Cause if you, if you, if you didn't have that, like it just, it, it's like, we have to stack the deck extremely heavily just to get there to be some sort of, uh, uh, emotional complication in this, not, not, not like a historical nuance, because I don't think what was going on here was like, we're trying to do history or like a biopic or something like no, it, it, this is a uh, this is a this is ju- this isn't just a, an emotional ride here. What's going on? And so, like that, I think that is what was going on with with the colonel. But um, besides that, I mean, uh, this was I think exactly the right way to do it. Um, full of full of bombast and all of the stylistic trimmings that Baz Luhrmann does. Uh, yeah, I think that was the right way to do Elvis. I think um, it would have been like, I don't know. I think I think some people. I think my dad w- would have was was looking for a biopic, um, like a more, I don't know if traditional is the right word there. But I was thinking like to do uh, to do that, like to to do like I don't know, like a Judas and Black and the Black Messiah treatment of Elvis Presley. I think would have been not the move. Mm, yeah. And I don't know. Maybe that maybe that could be good. But I thought this was really good. I thought it was great, in fact. Yeah. I thought it was good. I think uh, 
I think um, you kind of need to do something like this to capture like the the excitement to try to like re re bottle the excitement around someone like uh, Elvis yeah. uh, in a way that like uh, if you just do like a biopic, it doesn't really come across uh, to like a younger crowd because so much of like what Elvis did that was exciting back then just like isn't going to register as like exciting it doesn't it registers exciting to people now because the uh the, sh- the how do you say it uh whatever just the kind of tide has uh has moved far beyond uh that there's a new uh there's a far newer uh van cult- cultural vanguard than you know where uh he yep. was uh, at that uh at that point but you know if you do like the Baz Luhrmann style uh of uh, like like treatment on it like you said uh you kind of get uh get something that like f- i don't know feels like uh, as exciting as it might have uh, been back back then like uh i loved the i said this before i loved like the first uh, i don't know how long it was 30 minutes or or whatever when they do like the you know uh young young elvis girls like uh uh you know freaking out at the yeah uh, at the show, that kind of stuff. It like, it comes across as it like feels really exciting. It's, uh, you know, not, uh, not maybe historically accurate. It's not, um, whatever it's, 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 it's fictionalized, but, uh, you, you really kind of, uh, connect with the sentiment of it. Like Elvis is like the most exciting pop star in the, in the world for those, yeah. you know, two and a half hours of the movie or, or whatever. He's really at the yeah. Uh, totally the, agree. That the makes center sense. Of it. Like I would yeah. believe you if you were you know if they were like interviewing people from the era and like they're saying like no one had seen anything like it before. This completely changed. It changed the world. Title drop or something. You know. It's yeah. like I would believe you, but I wouldn't f- feel it in the way that yeah they went with this movie. Yeah. Uh, did you listen to, did you stay around for the, uh, the credits by chance? Yeah. Did it has, that's what has, they finally play the Eminem song during the yes, credits. Yes. That's believe, when I right? turned it off. <laughs> what the, was that about? <laughs> did you, uh, oh man, I can't remember the line. There was, uh, there's a very funny Eminem line in there. Uh, <laughs> it's like, I'm about to tell you all the things, whatever, something about being Elvis. I don't know. It was, it was very funny at the time. I made, I, I had heard it ahead of time, and then I made Shelly stay with me in the theater just to hear that song. It I did not know about it, and it, it took me by surprise. And I think if I, uh, <laughs> I think if I thought about it any any longer than I had, it might have ruined the movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think he uh, says something like he says something like I'm about to tell you all of the parallels between me and Elvis. <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh so. man, this this does kind of hurt <laughs> hurt the case. Um yeah. If did if that's that's very funny. Like I'll I'll buy into the the, the 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 whole Elvis thing. Like I'll let Boz Lerman take me on the Elvis journey. But you can't just be at the end of being like Eminem's also that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I didn't sign up for, th- for the for this part. Yeah. 
Um, it was funny watching the movie. I know that his name really was Elvis, but um, hearing his mom being like, Elvis, what are you doing? Just <laughs> made me think about like the yeah. uh, in the Jack Reacher show, uh, Reacher's mom calls him Reacher. And uh, it just oh. felt like <laughs> the same thing, like just calling your your buddy or whatever, like, hey, Elvis. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah nice. that guy man the uh the austin butler the guy that got to, got to play elvis yeah uh i mean he he made the movie like that was yeah that was crazy what that guy did he's great i like i like him a lot yeah i've heard people make fun of him for it and say like he didn't look anything like elvis i don't i don't think that's true i think he looks like him but he i think he's really got a he, he's got it down he's got the important stuff down without seeming goofy i don't know like like yeah, he's not doing think, an impression it's not like yeah. a yeah it's not, it's not an impersonator they got and it's not like like i'm sure you could find like a, a look-alike guy in vegas or something that like i don't know yeah those the moves or whatever but like something about the way that this guy played elvis made you or made me be like oh i get it or something you know yeah and and he does i mean he does a good job of old elvis as well and yeah. it makes you pity him you know like young cool elvis is is cool and exciting and then the older elvis is you know kind of the sad stuff you imagine when you're a kid our age and people talk about elvis and you're like damn that stuff's lame as hell and it is when he's doing las vegas shit you know Mm -hmm. but yeah you're right you you've uh you've talked about this more than anybody else i've listened to that the tom hanks thing is uh it's pretty it's pretty weird to to say the least like it is uh it is kind of distracting it is uh when you said that to me uh message or wait did did you yeah you messaged something about that or i read your letterbox review i think and i was thinking about it and i there was a a moment where i thought to myself oh maybe they did that because it'd be really distracting uh to have the narrator be uh elvis doing an elvis impression (laughs) narrating and then i realized like well yeah that'd be pretty goofy but I guess like Tom Hanks's accent isn't, I mean, it's probably more weird and distracting than a person doing an Elvis impression uh, narration over the Elvis movie. Yeah. I mean, like, I think you could, there's, there's a, a not so different uh, script ver- of this movie that could have been like Priscilla being the narrator or something, right? That sure. wouldn't be like distracting um, in that, in that way, or I don't know. Some someone else, uh, but like, and <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is like Man. if the, 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 I mean, this literally, literally is like Doctor Strange Love narrating the Elvis <laughs> thing, you know? Yeah, it's such it, a it, weird accent, it, it isn't it? Be, I mean, that's not how Dutch people sound. I don't think, right? <laughs> I I don't. I guess I don't know. It did click a little bit for some reason, like retroact. Like once they got like two hours into the movie, they're like. Oh yeah, he was Dutch. It made me be like, oh, fine, a little bit, um, just sort of like, because I just couldn't tell what kind of accent he was doing. Like, is he is he supposed to be? Yeah, is he trying to do like a German accent? I don't know. Um, it's it is the Doctor Strange love accent. <laughs> <laughs> but it, even even still, like uh, historical accuracy isn't what this movie's going for. Like, even no. if the, if it was like. No, I mean like Tom Hanks like just he like did the research and he 
He he is doing exactly how this guy sounded. He looks exactly like him. He's acting exactly like it. I would I I would still feel like uh the move would be like no don't don't do that <laughs> like you got to do something else <laughs> yeah um for the you know the the spirit of the movie so like this is it, it's it's deliberate to have this w- weirdness <laughs> a part of it yeah at the same time I feel like you could replace uh his character with like any anyone though and it really wouldn't i mean this is a little bit to the dis- discredit of the film but like you could replace tom hanks's character with like anything and the movie would still pretty much be the same i don't know if that's saying anything maybe that doesn't actually mean anything at all and you i could say the same thing about like any movie but i'm like i'm imagining like if you put like uh you put like mike myers as uh, dr evil and he was just dr evil it's still <laughs> <laughs> The movie is still pretty much the same thing, you know? There's not, I don't know. Yeah. It's not, it, not it's, different. His yeah. character doesn't really matter that much. I really am. I'm just imagining, yeah, like Dr. Evil saying the stuff like, you know, like uh, uh, Elvis, I would like to, ha-, you know, whatever he says on the Ferris wheel when he, you know, he's like, I want to represent you. Dr. Evil could say that and it would still just be the same, <laughs> the same movie. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> Dr. Evil could have the big falling out with him at the hotel at the end of the of the movie. It, it's this it's the same thing. You and I are the same Mr. Presley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Am I am I right about that? We've signed a contract <laughs> with the International Hotel for 1 million dollars. <laughs> That that was part of it. I mean, like I don't know. I I I didn't look up what one million dollars in nineteen seventy whatever it was. Uh, uh, what that would the equivalent now? But like, it's like man, getting Elvis lock, locking Elvis down uh for a million bucks that had to have been that's the deal of the century. Yeah, which I think is also part of the point. But like that was that was that wasn't that much. Yeah. I mean that's true about old movies in general. I guess it is, uh, like like I I think I said maybe I didn't say this out loud when I watched a Psycho during my uh, my Halloween movie marathon and at the beginning of Psycho they're like like I'd like to there's the Texas guy or whatever he's like I'd like to pay for this this house in cash and the person's like we never we've never I'm sorry we can't do that sir we've never we've never taken so much money before he's like I've got it right here here's $1000 and I'll be buying this <laughs> I'll be buying this mansion here's the cash don't lose it and they're like oh no what are we going to do <laughs> so much money <laughs> yeah it was it was it was fun to watch the movie with Zoe too cuz she was never really a, into Elvis at all um my mom was a really big Elvis fan. So growing up, there was like Elvis songs playing, whatever. Um, mm. And so I, I, I mean, I, I had a affinity for Elvis thing. Like what I, I toured Graceland as a kid, kind of thing. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, but Zoe never was never really into him at all. Um, and and it, and had like a, I think steered clear of Elvis stuff. Um, she she said something funny like. Uh, she was familiar with like Elvis impersonators and thought that was like weird and creepy, and so assumed that like the whole Elvis <laughs> thing was also weird and creepy. So yeah. never never looked into it. And then um, she's into Elvis. This this movie has has 
has wrought a new generation of Elvis fans, I think. Perhaps. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I'm not I'm not saying these people are uh creepy. No no disrespect to them, but I would say I, I feel like this is a, a thing I've I've heard uh shared elsewhere too. When I was uh growing up, like on Halloween, like the janitors at school, they'd always like dress up like Elvis. I feel like being in being an Elvis impersonator or being into Elvis was like a very like a uh, school janitor type thing. <laughs> My first Halloween costume was Elvis Presley. Oh, nice. Yeah. Wow. How old were like, you? I mean, a, a baby. Like, my parents dressed me up as Elvis. Oh. Oh, nice. They should have uh, They should have named you Elvis. Yep. You got uh, you got uh, Atticus. In yeah, the Elvis and Atticus would be cool. Elvis I'll just start, and Atticus. Dude, I'll just start going by Elvis. <laughs> yeah. That would be a really cool move. Yeah. Oh. Um. Well, was it uh, Atticus was your dad's idea, right? And you said your mom's into Elvis, so I don't she know. Should, uh, she should I be able to. You should be able to. Re- idea. You should be able to rename your kids, even if they're uh, adults. Your 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 mom should be able to call one into the government and be like, "I yeah. changed my mind." <laughs> well, so- His, software my son's update I, patch notes identity? come out, and you receive yeah. a notification in the mail. It's, yeah, we've updated your name and your Elvis now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good. That's a good bit I'll to ta- do. I, I would take that. Yeah, showing up to work, explaining it's. It wasn't my decision, folks. I know it seems like this would be my decision. It wasn't my decision. My mom called it in. I knew a guitar player in high school whose name was Elvis, and he did wear blue suede shoes to the jazz band camp. Um, huh. And uh, the other kids ratted on him, ratted on him for smoking weed <laughs> <laughs> nice seems like i don't think the jazz professors care <laughs> about like the kid named elvis having weed man yeah is that when people say jazz cigarette is that weed i think yeah. we talked about this before i never understood that okay yeah believe so interesting okay cool 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 <laughs> Now I'll know. Yeah. Now I'll know. Now I'll know if if my kid, if my kid's ever using s- s- slang, and they're like, "I'm going out to smoke a jazz cigarette," and I'm like, "Oh," otherwise I would have been like, "Oh, okay, have have a good have time. a good cigarette, have a good cigarette." Did you say jazz cigarette? I know what that means. <laughs> I wonder if if that'll like uh, I don't know. Is that 1920s slang? Like, Probably. is that going to come come back around? Like, uh, if there's going to be people saying, that's the bee's knees, but like, you know, earnestly kind of thing. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. What else? What else did they say back then? I mean, the 20s are like, it is a, it is a cool, it is a cool aesthetic, sort of, I think. Like, you know, it's cool, like, in the same way any other old thing is cool, where like, you know, it's cool if you're the coolest person in the decade if you're the great gatsby it's cool to be in the 1920s if you're uh i don't know in the world war one it's probably not cool that already happened i think that i had maybe just finished right that probably wasn't fun or cool i'm trying to look i'm look i looked up uh old-timey gangster slang but it's this is all about uh crime stuff oh yeah but that's from a little later isn't it 1920s slang. Here we go. Uh, Bangtails means racehorses. Racehorses? Okay. You know, cats meow. 
bees knees. Uh, Those don't. That means cool, sort of, right? Yeah, glad rags is your fancy clothes. Um, oh, okay. That's not what that sounds like. <laughs> yep. Uh, wing ding is party or celebration. Wing ding. Okay. Mm-hmm. They had a bunch of different uh, terms for cars: uh, boiler, bucket, bus, crate, fliver, heap, meat wagon. <laughs> a lot of lot of names for women too. Oh wow. <laughs> oh yeah. Dumb nice. Dora means stupid woman. They were they were really firing at all cylinders <laughs> in the twenties. Wow. Jeez. A tomato is a pretty woman. She's a real tomato. <laughs> Uh, chic was twenty slang for an attractive man, like S H E I K. Chic. Yes. <laughs> okay. There you go. Nice. Well, uh, uh, I I do feel like that. I I feel like that could come back, and I feel like we'd be that'd be up next. You know, if if it was gonna come back. But I think uh I think for that kind of stuff to come back, you gotta have like a formal wear or semi like formal wear come back uh, as well. You know, otherwise you can't have the 1920s aesthetic if everybody's just wearing like T-shirts and stuff like that. Doesn't really work. Oh, yeah. You got to have people be like not not walking around in a suit and tie like some weirdo dork or whatever. But like you got to have people wearing like uh, like uh, button ups and stuff like that. Again, slacks, you know, I don't know, something, something like that. People, people wear that kind of stuff. Yeah, they do. They do. Uh, I don't know what I'm getting at, but it's got a something a little bit more formal has to has to happen i don't know yeah it's been a hundred does does the the great gatsby seem like a book that's a hundred you know about a thing a hundred years ago now wow i guess pretty close maybe which uh yeah 1925 um and now now i want to go back and rewatch that which one baz lerman uh oh yeah version of that Nice, yeah. We always watched. Uh, we watched like the one with. Uh, is it Robert Redford? I yeah. think we watched the one with him. Yeah, I saw a Robert Redford movie on the plane. I saw All the President's Men this week on the plane. It was pretty good. That's about Nix Richard something Nixon <laughs> and his Watergate scandal. <laughs> Richard Nixon and the good, Watergators. Yeah, that'd be a good band name. Yeah, Richard Nixon and his Watergate and his Watergators. Yeah. yeah. All right. I think we got to call it here. This is going to be the end of the podcast. Okay. All right. Bye, everyone. Thanks for watching or listening.